Chriselle, and welcome to Girls' Night Out. Tonight we're going to talk about a book that I've been reading and Tammy's been reading a little bit of it. Um, Jen is here. Hi, Jen. Hi. And Jan is here. Hello. And Tammy and Kelly. Um, so we're just going to say hi, Kelly. Hi. <laughs> Um, we made a rule that Kelly always has to talk. <laughs> yes, we, we just made a rule that Kelly has to talk. <clears throat> um, so I just wanted to share a little bit with you guys um, about the book because it's been making a big impact on me. Um, it actually, so you know how when you're looking at your Amazon book recommendations, things pop up because based on like what you've been reading. So also this book, they're listening. Right, because because they listen to everything. Right. Um, so this book came up, and I actually was, I felt like the Lord was like, read it. And I was like, okay, because I never do that. I never actually, like, listen to their recommendations, which maybe I should, because Amazon apparently knows me. Um, so I, I just started reading it. I, I downloaded the sample first chapter and started reading it. I was like, huh, okay, this is good. Um, but it's called Spiritual Rhythm, Being with Jesus Every Season of Your Soul by Mark Buchanan. And so it talks about um, the seasons of your soul being similar to the seasons that we have, like winter, spring, summer, fall. Um, and so each chapter initially is about a season and, and explaining um what that season looks like, biblically, biblical examples, um, what it feels like, um, emotionally, spiritually, all that. And then he gives examples of um, what the activity or what the work of that season is, and then what the, the play is of that season. Um, and so it was, it was really good. And at first it was just pretty confirming and I couldn't quite figure out, I, I knew I was supposed to be reading it, but I wasn't sure why. Um, it was good. And I, I, like everything I was reading was confirming everything I was reading. I was like, yes, yes, I agree with this. Yes. I've experienced this. Yes. I get it. But I, it took me a while before I hit the aha. This is why I was supposed to read it. Um, but it, it definitely was a very timely book for me. I know that I was supposed to read it, but we'll get to some of that in a little while. Um, anyway, what, what are your thoughts on the book offhand, Tammy? Like initially, I know you haven't <laughs> finished it. Neither have I completely finished yeah, no, it. Yeah, I know. Three seasons in. Um, I really like that it gives you language. So you can be like, gee, that, that year 2012 was just really hard, but I can't like put what was hard, you know, and, and what it, it helps you put language to like what season you have been in, in certain mm -hmm. points of your life and maybe even what season you're in now. And I actually, I remember when we first got together to talk about it, I'm like, I think I'm in this season. Yeah. And then I started going through it and I'm like, oh, I'm not in this season yeah. like at all. I remember being in that same spot. Like I, what season am I? Yeah. Am I in? Like, I don't, I'm not sure what season I'm in. I still, I still am not quite sure I've nailed it down. Yeah. I'm leaning toward fall, but not, not totally positive. But, 
Um, so what, what season was the starting season? Was it winter? It was winter, it was winter right? Was winter. Like, you know, if you're in winter, you that's definitely the one know. that you're like, I know. Season yeah. So when I was, I think that's why it was so confirming when I initially read it. So winter, like describe winter, Tammy, go ahead and. Um, I mean, it's, it's pretty much what it is. It's, it's dead. You don't want to get, I love that he gives you specific things. You don't want to get out of bed. You don't want to talk to people. You don't want to pray. You don't want to read. It's, it's one of those things. You're just basically survival mode, straight up. Survival mode, yeah. yeah. And it's a time when, um, things are really pared down. Yes. Yes. Um, yep. so like on a commitment level, things are like only what's necessary. Mm-hmm. Like you, you. You pare down to the bare minimum. Um, and you might not be able to do that. So he actually stops and gives you this little section of make a list. What can you kill off? Right. Like and he uses the pruned. example of pruning, how yeah. winter is the time of pruning. And he talks about how, you know, he did like this hatchet job on a tree yeah. and his child was completely like traumatized by it. And he cuts this tree down so badly that it looks... Like, like it will never recover and and then you know of course in the spring it looks phenomenal but you know the essence of that being that winter is the time when we prune but it looks pretty bad um and so I definitely know I have had a very significant winter I know you Kelly have had a very significant winter um where you would you can definitely go yes I've had a winter you know I I have had a winter I'm certain of that um and I think everyone has had a winter I think we have multiple winters I think we have winters of varying degrees and his winter in, in this specific instance was propelled into by grief yes a friend that that died yeah yeah um right and I think I think that I, I think what helped me was to think about um, seasons that go on record, you know, like where we, like, I know in Gainesville, you know, we had, I think I was a senior in high school, 1992, when it snowed. The great snow. <laughs> the great snow <laughs> of 1992. <laughs> it snowed, you know, and, and it's times like that, that there, it was like a record you know, and we don't have winters like that normally. Normally, we have like right now where it's we have a week of winter, and then we go back. Then we go to the to, pool. Then we go back to normal. <laughs> but um, you know, I mean, so we we should not necessarily expect for every winter to be this completely desolate yeah. experience. There are some winters that go on record. There are some summers that go on record. Um, so we're not looking for them all to look super significant. Right. Um, but yeah. So like, can you guys, just off of that description, does, some, does a winter come to your mind right off the bat? Mm, yeah. Yeah. But I feel like it's. Kelly's turn to talk. Kelly, tell us about your winter. <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> um, 
several winters, but like probably one of the more obvious ones was when our firstborn <clears throat> was was born, when our daughter was born, and she was just really sick, and we didn't think she was going to make it, and it was just dark days. We were in the ICU for a long time, and and we really didn't know if she would come out, and if she did, we didn't know if she would have, you know, you know if she would have severe disabilities or. And even once we got her home, it lingered for a whole year. It was like this, it just settled over us. And it was like all these words that were spoken to us in there and spoken over her and what her outcomes would be. It was like, we, we couldn't shake it for a long time after. It was, it was a solid year. And I think it was actually, her pediatrician was one of the people that like the Lord kind of used. To, she was a believer and she spoke kind of just like a truth that like, Kelly, your daughter's fine. She's fine. She's okay now. Don't listen to what all those other doctors are telling you. So, yeah, that was definitely, that's like one of my my more obvious winters. <clears throat> what do you have, Jen? Yeah, Jen. Yeah, Jen. <laughs> the only one that comes to mind, which I guess might be the Lord, because when I can't think of anything but one thing, it's usually him, um, is just that, like, during pregnancy, mm. same thing, mm. it's, um, I had had, it's, it's not that I had never had a panic attack. It's that during that season, I had one every single night. Mm. And I know that I talked about it last time too, but like the, the experience of just knowing that what's happening is not what it feels like, like that, mm. I guess, you know, since then I've learned a lot about it. Um, the fight or flight stuff and adrenaline. And it's like, those things are real. The adrenaline is real. The the feelings are real, but there's not a problem. Nothing's wrong. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that was just, I mean, I haven't read the book, but I imagine that that's what a winter is like, like this time of like really drawing in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't particularly care to like be out and about a lot in the winter. And I know that's mm-hmm. kind of what you guys are saying yeah. is like that inwardness. And so, yeah, I think that's the one that comes up for me. I think I've got a couple quotes here that I think kind of sum it up a little bit where he says, um, both life's winter and the heart's winter have this in common. Pleasure is bankrupt. Things we once craved and relished are sources of delight. We now, we now avoid and disdain the food we savored, the friendships we treasured, the activities we cherished. None of it gives us anything other than weariness or sourness. It only deepens our aloneness. Um, both life's winter and the heart's winter have this in common. Meaning is bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Um, things we found once found captivating and stimulating, rich with meaning, we now find futile and bewildering. Uh, to begin this, winter feels all-consuming and never-ending. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't that cheerful? <laughs> so cheerful. Um, but I know what that feels like. I mean, I think yeah. we all know what that feels like to a certain degree. And it and when it when you're in the middle of it, it does feel like it's never ending. Yeah. But also, how good of God, <coughs> right, to give us these physical like manifestations and, and seasons yeah. for us to be like, okay, so maybe this isn't to be despised. I mean, no, I don't yeah. particularly enjoy winter. I and when I'm in it, but once I'm out of it, I can see like. In that, like, there was so much purpose, and I love that the Lord gives us the seasons to know that, you know, what. so next time I'm winter, you know, at least I can look at it and be like, this sucks, mm-hmm. but winter is purposeful, and it will end. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think, I think it's nice to be able to look around at seasons 
like you said, and, and how they actually operate. Yeah. And and say, oh, it's it's not it's not like Narnia. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> always winter, winter and never, never Christmas. Christmas. Like, <laughs> Christmas will come and so will spring, thank God. <laughs> yes. Um the the white witch will have her day and um so he talks about um how okay, Jan. Yeah. Did you oh, have yeah. something to share? Oh, um I think the the thing that, that came to my mind as you were speaking was it the winter, the most recent winter that I can remember, maybe there were more, <clears throat> was just um, when one of my kids was going through something really mm-hmm. hard. And I remember thinking um, when I would be out in public, it would be like I looked normal to people, but I almost mm-hmm. wish that I had like a big sore on my face or something. Wow. So you could see the pain. Like, right. Because oh. it was a pain no one could see, mm. but it was so real. Right. Oh, and I didn't really like, I don't want to say please don't expect anything of me. Like, right. I just want to tell everyone, please don't expect anything of me. Like, I'm I'm hurting for my kid, yeah. and I'm sad, and a lot of people I wanted to talk to were the people who also knew what was going on and who yeah. loved my kid and mm. and were as upset about it as I was. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I just remember thinking, I just want to, if I could just sleep, you know? Like, <clears throat> every morning I would, like, I'd wake yeah. up and think, this hasn't changed. Mm. I'm going to go back to sleep. But, you know, you have jobs and responsibilities and, you know. So. I have some friends with chronic illness mm. who I think would probably say something similar where it's, you know, their chronic illness isn't apparent. Right. And There's no cast on your arm. Right. Like, yeah. and so people don't see the pain. Yeah that they're in and yeah. you know I think that which is helpful to hear and that way it, at least it opens my eyes to be more sympathetic to other people in their yeah. winters yeah because I think yeah. sometimes we judge other people's winters because we don't understand it but yeah. it's helpful to hear that and you can't see that they're going through mm-hmm. it necessarily right. Right. you know when someone has a broken leg they're in a cast you right. see what's happening right but yeah, you can't always see when someone's just suffering with a chronic illness or a broken yeah. heart or a season of depression or panic or, you know, yeah. so, so yeah. How about you, Tammy? <laughs> um, I mean, the, the first, I feel like I've been through money, but the first one was just when my, my family, my biological family unit was going through a really, um, kind of like a, family breakdown like who are we where I mean we all kind of dispersed for a little bit and um collected ourselves and you know we've come back together but there was just a lot of like exactly that like who am I Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean I know what I am I know that I'm a child of God but who the crap am I (laughs) and it was just kind of this you know we've talked about this a lot but when you have an episode of grief you're you're grieving that experience but you're also grieving everything in your life ungrieved Mm -hmm. so the first real winter I felt was the grief of that specific instance but all the grief of my life unfelt which was at that point 25 years so a lot I mean that was my absolutely that was my blizzard I would say winter is an understatement but yeah I I think that's God's kindness yeah in providing an outlet for grief that's been chronic and not expressed, you know, but at the same time it feels 
so overwhelming sometimes. Yes. And it took years. It was yeah. a long yeah. winter. Long winter. <laughs> it was it was an Alaska winter. Yeah. Not yes. like yes. a Florida not winter. Not a Florida winter. No. <laughs> not a Florida winter. I would just like to say I love Florida winter. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a few hours. If you have it's to have a winter, favorite. Florida winter is right. the one. We're all talking about winter yeah. like we know what it's I don't know. Winter. I have a lot of scars. But here of this thing called winter. I, I like coats. I like to Yeah, I like the clothes. I mean scars. Yeah. I mean for a day or two. Um okay, so where is it? Okay, one of the things that I did really like about winter that he talked about, and one of the things I I feel on a super visceral level is, like, super true. He says, winter grows pure faith. It grows almost nothing, but it grows biblical faith like no other season can. It combines the unique conditions that nurture the certainty of things hoped for and the assurance of things unseen. Mm. Think about this. When you want someone to pray for you, you instinctively seek out someone who's endured at least one long, hard, dark winter. Mm. Better if it's been many such winters. You know, without even knowing the details, that such people have deep faith, faith rooted in season and out, in the character of God revealed in the word of God, not faith subject to whims and moods or to life's wheel of fortune, it's random sequence of pitfall and windfall. And I think that's so true. Like what comes to my mind during what I would categorize as my hardest winter was um, when I was pregnant with um, my twins, Libby and Jude, and Libby was um, diagnosed with trisomy 18, so she only lived for 30 minutes after she was born. And we knew that she was born to die. Um, I have this vivid memory of being pregnant and in my bathtub just soaking there, but also feeling so immersed in the Lord um, and feeling so withdrawn from everybody else mm. and so withdrawn into him. Yeah, yeah. Because I was at a place that I I felt like my faith was all I had. Mm. That was it. Like and and I lived in Psalms. Yes. And yes. Because, and that was where I just, like, discovered, man, Psalms is is the prayer journal of David, where he's just constantly pouring out his heart to the Lord, and that's all I felt like I could do. And there were a lot of times where all I could say to the Lord was, I'm so mad at you, and this really sucks, and I don't even want to talk to you. So I'm going to talk to you and tell you I don't want to talk to you. And that was all I knew how to do. But I felt this deep, um, this deep sense of, of being with him and trusting because it's all I had. And I remember saying to him, I wish I could walk away from you, but I can't because I know how real you are. Mm. And that makes me mad. <laughs> that just makes me mad that I know I can't walk away from you. Mm. And, and, and so, it's so 
relieving. It's so um, soothing, I guess, to know that that's exactly how David talked to the Lord. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. And I think that through that time, I just, I went through so much guttural emotion with the Lord that it really did um, demand a deepening of my faith. And um, I think that's so true that winter does that. You know, it's interesting because listening to you, I never really connected the dots, but creatively, um, you know, I like to write music. I like to write, you know, I like to play music. I write for me the most inspiring things when I'm in my seasons of winter yeah. because it burns off all the fluff, all the extra, you know, like, oh, gee, what do I write about? What do I do? <laughs> like it gets to a point of I'm writing this because I'm feeling this because it's so, it's so raw. It's just there and it yeah. surfaces so much easier. Well, and you almost have to dive into the word yes, and, yeah. and speak it back to yourself. Yes. Like, yeah. You have to believe it. (laughs) Yeah, like, okay, this is what it says, so I'm going to, like, speak it back to myself because that's all I have. That's all I know to do. And so you have to dig in. Yeah. It's either dig in or give up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Those are your options. So, and I think it's so true what he said, too, about, like, when you're going through something, you look for that person that you know has gone through it, and that's oh, yeah. that's exactly how I landed at the church I'm at, you know, because I knew, I knew I needed someone who could handle my winter. You're not judging your winter. And, um, you know, I was so thankful that I found someone who could handle my winter, because my winter was a doozy, and my winter <laughs> was a long, hard winter, and, um, and I... I think that, thank God, there are people who have endured long, hard winters. Um, Point away. Yeah. I I do think it's true that when you're going through that, that is who you look for. Did you you feel like when you went through your winter, that's what you did? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I had, like, the two or three people that I just texted all the time. And it was like, just speak truth to me. Like, Mm. tell me what... Tell me what the Bible says. Tell me what the Lord showed you. Like, I just, because I'm, like, hanging by a thread. So, I'll borrow your hope and I'll borrow your faith yes. for this season. Yeah. I, I can't, I don't, I don't think that that concept that you just said, borrow hope, I think that I, I probably said something like that so many times where, like, one of my friends, I would constantly say, like, I, I just have to trust in what you believe like and I don't know I it, I think that sometimes we just have to do that you know I don't have it if you have it great I'm just gonna lean into that and take that to the bank and cash it <laughs> so <clears throat> yeah is there anything else that stood out to you Tammy about do you, do you want to look at the book yeah. I think that we should make t-shirts for the winter it just seems like the <laughs> obvious thing we're to in do. winter leave me alone. we're in winter <laughs> unless you have good advice yes well he also mm-hmm. talks about how winter and in, in winter you feel abandoned and that is so true yeah. and yeah. i think part of that is people don't know how to handle you when you're going through that so they ditch you 
Um, like Job's friends. Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's so true. And, I mean, on one hand, who can blame them? On the other hand, like, really? Mm-hmm. You've been my friend mm-hmm. for how many years? And now where are you mm-hmm. when the stuff hits the fan? <laughs> like, I mean, literally, <clears throat> I had what I thought were hundreds of friends that pared down to what I could count on one hand Mm. when everything hit the fan Mm. that stuck around. And I mean, I get it, you know, when someone is going through that and you don't know what to do. Okay. But the church does such a bad job of mourning with those who mourn. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, we do such a bad job of mourning with those who mourn. Like we're so uncomfortable. Yeah. With people's mourning. We like yeah. I mean, I literally ha- have had people say to me, "Okay, like you you've you've mourned enough. It's time to to get back up." And I'm like, "That's awesome." Thanks. <laughs> if I could do that, yeah, I would have done that a while ago. Yeah. Um, not so much, but um, yeah. Uh, I think that the church could really use some yeah. some lessons on mourning with those who mourn. I mean, truthfully, we really don't rejoice with people who rejoice very well either. <laughs> you know, we usually are stuck in envy when yeah. other people are um, rejoicing but yeah. you know the, the art of just being able to be with someone who's mourning um, is something a lot of us don't have the capacity for mm-hmm. so. I think the only other thing that <clears throat> I would add to this is kind of what you, you were talking about when you were in the tub being in winter gives you the ability to tell God like he already knows when we're angry he knows when we're mad he knows when we're frustrated but I felt like it was the first time my first significant winter was the first time I learned I could even say those things to God because before that it was like saying those things to God are terrible and blasphemous and awful but if you're feeling those things for a very long time you get to a point where like fine God I, I am mad at you and it's almost really freeing because yeah. it's not like God doesn't know. Yeah. Mm. He knows already, but yeah. he's just kind of waiting for us to get to a point where we can admit it. Right. Mm. Well, it, <clears throat> that that makes me think of the Adam Young podcast yeah. Yeah. on <laughs> lament. Love Adam then, Young here. And the other one on <laughs> like, why anger. Why, Love you, Adam. Yeah. Right? Shout out no, to no, Adam Young. Shout out to Adam Young. <laughs> he's probably listening. Which, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because this is the place we find ourselves. Yeah, right. So, there's no doubt we will eventually be discussing Adam Young podcasts. Yes, (laughs) cheers. Um, Yeah, that that makes me think of the Adam Young podcast on lament and and why anger is important to, what is it, you're like fully engaging in your story or whatever that podcast is. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, and and how he talks about that that's actually Job's glory. Mm-hmm. Boom. Mind blown. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Well, grief, like, I mean, I've talked about this before, and I feel like we could do a whole other one on grief. Oh, but yeah. The Wailing Women. I mean, if you don't know the Wailing Women, go look it up in Old Testament. I won't, I won't bore you, but like, there are groups of women that were literally brought into events to kickstart mourning. Yeah. They saw mourning, God saw mourning, and, and grief is, is it's like such a, you had to walk through it to get to a mm-hmm. place of healing. So groups of women would <laughs> kickstart it, and I think that just shows how important it is for us yeah. to actually walk through it. Yeah. And to learn how to walk through it with, with others. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, but like, so those were the women who were the morning women and like, I would be really bad at that job. No, you wouldn't. I think I would. I would I like try to would. make jokes the whole time. I don't think you would. Like I would be like, yeah. come on, let's you just laugh. Hired. You got hired. <laughs> and they were just. You knew how to cry. Yeah. <laughs> but and they were also there. They, they were there for, I mean, they were called wailing women, but they were there to kickstart grief and joy. It yeah. was a, it was a. Oh, well, that's good. So, it would be that. really unfortunate if there was a group of women whose only calling was to, to kickstart mourning and cry. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know that I, I want to be friends be with those women. Yeah, yeah. Jan, Jan would, Jan would oh, like, well, then I would she would do really friends. good. She's very like empathetic. <laughs> She's very empathetic. Mm. Yeah. I, I feel like we could probably do... A podcast on each season. Yeah, yeah, I think this is our yes. Yeah, I think we probably need to wrap this one up. I agree. Winter was long. It's a long, hard winter. (laughs) But thank God. I'm like this year. Spring is coming. Thank God. The spring coming. We get to have Christmas. Yes, we already had Christmas. Spring's yeah. Spring is next. Mm -hmm. Spring is yeah. Spring is next. So we'll talk about that. I do think there may be t-shirts for seasonal t-shirts. I actually love that idea. I really do. So I feel like there should be t-shirts sharing. for everything. Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah. Make me or, something. You're, on you're your warning Western people. Make me something. I mean, I'm. I think that like, just chronologically, I'm almost in my personal summer. But we're not talking about menopause, right? Getting <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait. Speaking of which, could someone turn on the fan? <laughs> oh, okay. okay. It is hot in here. Um. Yeah. All right. So get home. Yeah, where we don't have to tuck people in because it's girls' night out, right? Ooh. And our one husbands each, <laughs> one husbands each, <laughs> not communally, right? And <laughs> already did that since I'm already in my pajamas. That's right. I don't even have to waste energy. Oh, was the best on that. Yeah, you guys did the whole like looking cute thing. Jan and I were we're in PJs. Kudos to you. Like, I'm in PJs. <laughs> this is PJs. This is, this is awesome. I, yep, washed my face already. All I have to do is curl them. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Goals. It's the benefit of girls' night out in. in. Mm-hmm. At someone's house. Amen. At someone's house. Whose husband's gone. Right. Whose husband's well, gone. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Girls' Night Out podcast. We hope you'll join us again. For spring. For spring. Mm-hmm. <laughs>